Hopefully you're one of our regular students for Self-Improvement Wednesday. Each week you get to learn something new. Your lesson this week, somewheres and anywheres, how we define our place in the world and the impact that has on modern politics. Your teacher is Tim Dean, a philosopher at the University of Sydney and author of How We Became Human. Tim, good afternoon. Hi, Richard. It's a very interesting part of the last 10 years, I suppose. It's been a time when globalism seemed to be everywhere and dominating the agenda. But right at the time when it seemed so powerful, so invincible, voters in so many countries seemed to want to turn away from it. Yeah, I think we all remember 2016 when we had the double whammy of Brexit and then the election of Donald Trump, which seemed to go against the grain of where a lot of people thought the the course of history was going, which was towards more openness, more tolerance, more diversity, this kind of globalised, liberalised worldview, very multicultural. Uh, And there seemed to be this rebuke of that, at least in the UK and the US, but also in other countries. We saw this going on in places like India, in Brazil, in Hungary, in the Philippines, in Turkey and elsewhere. It seemed to be this pushback against this kind of globalist vision. Hmm. There's one way of looking at this. It's been suggested by the the British commentator, David Goodhart. He he talks, doesn't he, of these two quite different groups of people in modern society. He calls them the somewheres and the anywheres. What does he mean by that? Yeah, so Goodhart, Goodhart kind of tried to figure out, like, where is this coming from? And he figured out that there are two types of people in the world. Well, there are more than two, but there are these two big clusters. Broke them up into the somewheres and the anywheres. And the way you can tell them apart and the way you can tell if you're one or the other is somewheres very much, very much identify with where they're born, the ethnicity that they're raised with, uh, raised in their, the world around them, the neighborhood, their community, they're very centered on place. That's how they define themselves. And that's why they're called somewheres because their identity is connected to a particular location. On the other end of the spectrum, you've got anywheres. These are people who don't define their identity in terms of where they're born or their particular ethnicity, but they really identify themselves by the ideas and the values that they hold. And they could share those ideas and values with anyone anywhere else in the world, as long as they also share the same values and ideas. And they see themselves as global citizens, do they? Well, yes. So one of the things that we find is that somewheres tend to live most of their lives uh, pretty close to where they're born. But anywheres are really like mobile and globalist. They look beyond their national borders. They look beyond their particular culture. Uh, They're the people who tend to travel around the world. They can work or live in many different countries. They might have studied overseas. They might have, um, you know, started the business overseas or they'll uh, work with people from all different kinds of uh, backgrounds and ethnicities. To them, everyone is the same as long as you have the same kind of values. And it means that they also tend to rise to the top of our institutions. So they also tend to be running things. And this is where we come to the problem of globalisation. There's many good things about it, but the fruits of globalisation were so unevenly spread. And in many cases, they went to the anywheres rather than the somewheres. Exactly. And so this is what Goodhart is explaining here. He says that uh, if you were this kind of globalist minded anywhere, the world was really built for you over the last few decades. Globalization meant that you could move around anywhere in the world. You could get your education anywhere. You could hire labor from anywhere and you could outsource your jobs um, overseas. Uh, and this kind of neoliberal vision meant that uh, the anywheres did really well. 
they were the ones who were highly educated and mobile and had capital. And the somewheres who tended to have jobs that were more locally based, they were more involved in things like trades or opening local businesses. They were the ones who had their jobs sent overseas. And so they disproportionately were not benefiting from uh, globalization, whereas the anywheres were getting richer and richer and more powerful. Mm. It is, is, is interesting, isn't it, the way that, for instance, the, the people who voted against Brexit were so widely mocked in the British media often. And, and yet there is a sense in which if you're, say, a house painter in the north of England and you've suddenly got a lot of people from Poland coming in at a lower price, uh, quoting, quoting for work at a lower price, you really did lose out by that. Well, that's right. A lot of people who worked in manufacturing jobs, uh, and we find this this in Australia as well, there are a lot of people working in manufacturing who've lost their jobs. Um, Because of globalisation, the jobs have either been exported or uh, immigration at people willing to work for lower wages have come in. And I should add, this isn't. There's not a value statement here about saying it's better or worse to be a somewhere and anywhere. It's just a description. It's just saying there are certain people who see the world and experience the world in different ways, and because of the way they experience in the world, the economy has either benefited them or not. And because it's disproportionately been against somewheres, it increasingly made them feel unhappy with the way the world was going, which provoked them to vote accordingly. Mm. And nothing surprised the any the anywheres more, did it? They were really very taken aback in both, uh, well, we know best, I suppose, about the US and, and, and Britain, but in those other places you mentioned, Brazil, India, Hungary, the Philippines, Turkey, uh, these other places, they, the, the, the anywheres were surprised to know that everyone else wasn't as happy as they were with what was happening. Well, that's right. A lot of uh, our institutions, the government, um, education, universities and schools, a lot of big businesses, they tend to be run by anywheres. Uh, And they kind of are in charge of the media. They're in charge of the way they, you know, the way we talk about everything. And so they assumed that everyone was like them. And they assumed that everyone was quite happy with diversity and multiculturalism and uh, globalization and neoliberalism. But when the somewheres started to speak up and push back against it, a lot of the anywheres were caught off balance. And the anywheres would come back and say, hang on a second, something like, let's say, Brexit. This is going to be really bad for the economy. And you've got, you know, these uh, somewhere uh, Brexit, pro-Brexit people pushing back and saying it's not about the economy. It's about how we feel in our communities. And this was something that was neglected and often misunderstood by anywheres. And so they didn't necessarily address it properly. Now, addressing it doesn't necessarily mean becoming you know, racist or, or too parochial, but it means necess- a kind of understanding that people are experiencing the world in a different way that is not necessarily shared by the people who are succeeding in our society. So, so that's the utility of the insight. I wonder if there is a way of putting the virtues of globalisation together with a more a, a fairer sharing of the fruits of globalization in a way that would make both somewheres and, and anywheres happy. Well, this is what Goodhart, and I agree with him, is one of the great challenges that I think a lot of societies face and will continue to face over the next decade or so, is managing this balance, this, this tension between what Goodhart calls like the, the, the tension between solidarity on the one hand and diversity on the other. So finding a way that we can open up and be open and tolerant and diverse without necessarily um, disrupting communities, without uh, fragmenting uh, our societies, 
uh, and en enabling the benefits of things like uh, globalization to flow to everybody, not just benefiting a small number at the very top of the heap. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Tim Dean, thank you very much for the lesson. Oh, very welcome. Is uh, Tim Dean, philosopher and author at the University of Sydney. With his lesson on the somewheres and the anywheres, partly based on the work of David Goodhart, the British commentator. You can listen again to Tim's lesson online, abc.net.au slash Sydney. On Self-Improvement Wednesday next week, Dr Nalini Joshi from the School of Mathematics at the University of Sydney. On the numbers we know and the numbers we don't. That's Self-Improvement Wednesday next week.